tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. See, there's always a misunderstanding. And if you take time and read case law, you can easily make the distinctions. We didn't go to the Supreme Court with an election petition. And my good friend Amari, but you read the release words. We only went for a constitutional interpretation of Article 94.28. And that was the trust of the appeal. So the Court of Appeal, after the judgment in the High Court, The main plank of the appeal was for an interpretation of Article 94.2a because it is Article 94.1 that has received a judicial endorsement by the Supreme Court in the case of Ezanato. Ashiti, the Republic of the Ex-Party, Ezanato. That is what has received judicial pronouncement by the Supreme Court, and that was on Article 94.1. But Article 94.1 and Article 94.2a, the language is the same. So we wanted to put this matter finally to rest. That was why we invoked the original jurisdiction of the Supreme Court that gave us a true and proper interpretation of Article 94.2a as is provided for in the Constitution. How can that be an election petition, Ms. Amaliba? How mm. can that transform into an election petition? Uh, Mr. Davis, thank you very much. Um, uh, I'm Abraham Alba. Thank you very much. In, indeed, on PMXS tonight, we'll get to expand this a bit more and have a more thorough conversation because this has fundamental implications for Parliament and the parliamentary democracy as it stands now. Please join us, uh, both Abraham Maliba and uh, Frank Davis, who will join us as we as we delve into this a uh, bit more and get a bit more clarity on the implications of this. Um, you want to join us at 9 p.m. for that. In the meantime, though, a new snipe starts right now. news night the breaking news in the last uh, hour or so the international monetary fund finally approving ghana's request for a three billion dollar bailout details as government makes a formal request to the fund to publish the full details of this agreement we are committed to transparency as a result of this the government has instructed the imf to publish all the documents uh, once uh, uh, the approval has been given 
But rather than jubilate, Professor Finance is warning businesses and individuals to brace for possible more taxes and asking government not to pop the champagnes just yet. There are targets that we have to meet every six months of the program review. Part of the target may include increasing our tax to GDP uh, uh, revenue, tax to GDP ratio. We also hear from Guta and the Ghana Chamber of Commerce. The impact of the three taxes are now going to be felt. Okay. The likelihood that it will push prices up is also there. No, we can never pay more taxes. Well, Guta and the Ghana Chamber of Commerce are also looking forward to the benefits accruing from this approval as they indicate that many of their members have been waiting to invest more in the economy after the approval. We have details for you. Also tonight, founder of defunct Capital Bank, William Atuisian, handed up until uh, July 4 to liquidate his assets and refund 55 million cities to the state. Maybe now that he's been given a special grace by the court up to the end of June, he'll be able to gather the resources and then pay everything. Um, you want to stay with us uh, for that and more in business. Board approval by the International Monetary Fund could come with conditionalities that may cut expenditures of some of government's flagship programs. We have details from economist Lord Mensah. And then later, uh, we'll take you to the Champions League where a titanic clash between Man City and Real Madrid is about to unfold. And let's uh, return now to that uh, breaking story we've been bringing you the last uh, hour or so. It's been about 10 months of lobbying and misuncertainties but the wait is now over uh, because tonight as official the executive board of the International Monetary Fund has finally approved Ghana's request for a $3 billion bailout. The approval was signed after an emergency sitting earlier today in Washington DC USA. We've already been bringing you the details of the that agreement that has been published and indeed I'm delighted to say that the uh, Information Minister Kojo Ponkruma uh, is joining us right now. Mr. Ponkruma, thanks for your time here on Newsnight. Thank you, Evans, and good evening to your um, listeners in Accra. I'm, I'm pretty sure you possibly was in this meeting that uh, finally saw the sign of. Give us a sense of uh, how this all played out. Uh, no, that's an IMF board meeting, and no, um, I was not in that meeting. But essentially, um, you recall that uh, in July uh, last year, the 1st of July, we mentioned that we were. Uh, commencing engagement with the fund uh, in pursuit of a balance of payment support program to support Ghana's uh, economic, may I say, recovery program that we had put together. We call it the PCPEG, the Post-Crisis Program for Economic Growth. And what we needed was a balance of payment support dimension to this broader program. Uh, I think before the end of the year, we successfully negotiated the staff level agreement and before the end of March, the target was to complete the prior actions, which we successfully did. But we needed uh, external parties to provide financing assurances to the board of the fund, which financing assurances came through in the last about a week or so. And so the board had the opportunity to consider the financing assurances, uh, the prior actions, and then the SLA that we had signed. And when they were comfortable um, with it all, in the words of the managing director in a statement I think she issued a few days ago, uh, they consider it a strong program that lays the foundation for um, recovery, and therefore they have uh, gone ahead to do what they have to do. I think in the coming hours, the fund will do the formal announcements and uh, provide the details and publish um, all of the matters that come with it. And, and, and indeed, uh, I, I know this, this has been one that we've waited for for a long time. Um, when do you expect the first money to hit our accounts? So I think we also have to correct the impression that this is um, overdue or has been waited for for a long time. The truth is that I think at every point in time when it was mentioned that we intended to meet a particular timeline, the view was that it could never be met. Remember the December timeline, the view was that it couldn't be met. It was met. The March timeline, the view was that it couldn't be met. We finished our prior actions, um, and then the external assurances rather came in in April and is taking place. And I think within uh, 10 or so months, um, it is not as though it is overly um, delayed. But um, now that the board has approved, I think uh, in the shortest possible time, the first disbursements would have to start taking place. And then the uh, pro program monitoring will also go on 
to ensure that we are meeting all, all of the other targets that will be spelled out in what is published later today, and then subsequent disbandments will take place. But I think it's also very important to mention that the IMF deal is not the solution to all our economic challenges. As we said in July last year, it is one of the pillars that uh, are required to function for the entire economic recovery program of the PCPEG to take place. And there's a lot more that all of us need to do as an economy uh, to ensure that that recovery comes comes through. Uh, and that balance of payment support that you, the government so critically needed for, with the primary reason why you weren't, um, that definitely receives a boost now. It does. It does. It ensures that we uh, get the forex um, in to shore up our um, forex reserves at a time when we don't have access to the international capital markets. And then once that is handled, you are sure that the medium-term stability of the currency um, and the fiscal you know, prudence that comes with um, the necessary conditionalities with an IMF deal come through. But on the real sector side, where you want to get the economy expanding and creating jobs um, on the cost of living side, those are things that I think have already started. They are within the ambit of the government of Ghana and the people of Ghana, and we all have to do a lot more in that space. Now, you've indicated that the IMF executive board approval is not the end in itself. You have to complement this with other, uh, you know, interventions uh, to get the economy back to where it used to be. Uh, many hold the view the real work begins now because after your first tranche, you will now have to meet all these uh, milestones or trigger subsequent disbursement. Um, you agree that the real work begins right now to getting this economy back on a strong footing and there could be further pain that we all possibly have to be prepared to, to carry and share going forward? The work that needs to be done to get the economy back to its uh, uh, you know levels of about 2017 to 2019 go way beyond the IMF uh, extended credit facility. As we have said over and over again from the 1st of July 2022, we have an enhanced domestic program, which we call the PCPEG. It's a bigger program. The IMF balance of payment support only provides some external liquidity, some hard currency, and of course some uh, 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 fiscal measures that come along with that as part of this bigger program. Uh, but the part of the program that requires to work on growing the real sector of the economy so that people get jobs and incomes, the part of the program that requires us to bring down cost of living, they are not items that are exactly within the um, IMF program. The IMF program is a good idea because it provides some external resources, but there's a lot more that we need to do, and the work starts now. Uh, do you have any clarity yet what the possible conditions for triggering subsequent disbursements down the line are based on assessments? Do we have any indication yet what these might be? Um, those have already been agreed in the various negotiation points at the technical level and later today or in the coming days uh, the fund will do the formal publishing of the details of all of those so i won't take the wind out of their sale but if you take a cue from the 2023 budget that was read in november some of the key things that must be done as we kept saying over and over again had already been agreed and outlined in that budget and some of them have already been achieved the domestic debt exchange program the uh, you know signing up of zero percent financing from the central bank and a few other things they have already uh, been included in the um, 2023 budget that was late in November uh, 2022. Uh, but the timelines and what benchmark is being measured for what sort of assessment all of those will come in the documents published uh, subsequently. Should we expect more revenue handles down the line, taxes directly? Two key things I'll say. The key revenue measures that we envisage have already been passed. That's what we went back to Parliament to do. It's already been passed, but they have to perform. We all have to do our bit to ensure that the targets that were set for those revenue handles are met. Once those targets are met, that means that the tax to GDP ratio thresholds that you are looking for are being met then you are comfortable that you are performing along the program uh, KPIs. That is what all of us need to um, look to.
And if you can confirm a few quick timelines for me, uh, the expectation was that uh, this Friday you expect uh, $300 million to hit our account, and then Monday an additional $300 million, making $600 million in total. Is that what it is? I think we'll leave all of those for the uh, uh, fund publications. And um, I think even later today, um, possibly a press conference, uh, from Washington would uh, make those details available. Mr. Ponkrumah, thank you very much. And that's the Information Minister Deco Joe Ponkrumah. I want to bring in right now Professor Gofred Bokwing, he is an economist and joins us on the telephone line right now. Prof, uh, thank you for your time. So, yeah, uh, it's finally here. It's official. The Executive Board has given the approval. You had said to me yesterday when we were anticipating this that, yes, it's good, but don't pop the champagnes yet. Do you still stand by that? And why do you think that is? Yes, and broadly, good news. If you check, you will see that the past six months, government, Ghanaians, all that we have been doing is to prepare ourselves for an IMF program. That is all that we are doing. Meeting prior actions, preparing ourselves for the arrival of the program. So once the program has been approved, yes, because this is all that from the president to ministers to everyone, all that we have been saying the past six months is that we are waiting for the IMF program. So, thankfully, the program has been approved. If, if you check, you will see that this was an emergency case. From when the, the funding assurance was secured and the IMF schedule, and when the program was approved, you will see that you will see the agency with which the IMF attaches to Ghana's supported to IMF supported program right so in other words we can't wait any longer this is what the whole country has been waiting for so to that extent I would say that is good news it's also good news to the extent that um, actually from the third quarter of 2021 when the Minister of Finance or government team went to the European market to borrow and the market delivered a verdict on our borrowing spree, we knew that Ghana had taken a turn for, for, for the West and that we were heading dangerously. And that is why, even from the third quarter of 2021, we started ringing the alarm bell that Ghana needed to reach out to the IMF because we had been, our credibility had been discounted and that we had lost policy credibility within the eyes of the international. Uh, community and then and then and then international investors, but the government felt that they could undo that by coming out with their own homegrown fiscal consolidation measures, which were contained in the 2022 budget. And you see that from the 2020. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully, it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC budget, the major tax handle and the biggest problem that government failed to convince investors was the, the revenue gap. So government's whole poster was hinged on e-levy. 
that if we levy could deliver the revenue estimation, then given that we're going to form a company and use the e-levy as a collateral, then that could help them to get the much-needed funding. And, and, and the conclusion of the 2022 budget was that it failed to inspire hope and to outline a fiscal sustainability path. And therefore, Ghana's problems became an entrenched and investors started seeking early redemption of their investments and all of that. And therefore, finally, on the 1st of July, government reached out to Washington for IMF-supported program. Now, you will see that what Ghana lacked and what Ghana failed to create by, by its own measures is what the IMF brings on board, policy credibility, fiscal discipline, because we have failed as a country to ensure fiscal discipline or impose fiscal discipline on ourselves. We have failed as a country in, 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 in pursuing prudent monetary policy. So you see, while the IMF was away, Bank of Ghana was busy financing the deficit. And in fact, and in 14 months, Bank of Ghana have given financial support to Ghana government than we could get from the IMF over a three-year period. Check. To date, Bank of Ghana's lending to Ghana government is over 77 billion cities. Okay, with, with that poster, there is no way you can deploy monetary policy effectively to bring down inflation and engineer growth. And that is why we have predicted, and rightly so, that under the IMF program, there will be zero financing of the deficit. Mm. Uh, now, so you see directly that the IMF is bringing $3 billion over a three-year period. Typically, that is not sufficient to close the dollar deficit or the dollar gap or deficit in the system. But what the IMF program does is that on the strength of the program, they, they are also able to draw on their sister institutions like the World Bank. So the World Bank is also pledging about $1 billion to support the program. The African Development Bank also takes on aspects. And then Ghana's bilateral and that is why the assurance of funding from Ghana's bilateral partners became a, a, a critical prior action. Why is that so? And I'm sure uh, the former uh, the Minister of Information just mentioned that a while ago, that given that Ghana had lost access to, to international markets, and also in the medium to the long-term end of the market, we've been priced out. The only way that we could finance the, the gap and the, and, the, and the gap in the 2023 budget alone is over $5 billion. So if the IMF had passed, approved the program without the funding assurance, there's no way the program can, 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 can work. It can only achieve limited effectiveness. Yeah. Uh, uh, Prof, I'm grateful. Um, laying it out for us um, what the, we can expect, but also uh, the implications of this for our, our wider economy. And there's uh, some more analysis of this. Uh, you can find it on my joy. Uh, online.com. Uh, we've broken this down on PM Express yesterday. You can go onto my journal online and, and look at what the benefits are. As we've been looking at this, as you you know go onto my journal online for the details, you will find that already, even in the anticipation of the approval, some of the indicators are beginning uh, to show a, a positive uptick there. And in fact, the um, the business community, the for example, the Chamber of Commerce and Industry and the Ghana Union Traders Association, both have already been talking about what they plan to do in terms of reducing prices. If the gains have already been, been evident, i.e. the CD strengthening against the dollar over the last few days as we anticipated the executive board approval tonight, they will be promising that they will be reducing prices if this is sustained. Listen to uh, the two leaders of the two groups. Where is sustainability? Okay. In fact, when we are able to sustain it, it's just a natural phenomenon that the cost of production will also go up. I mean, if there's a stability in the foreign exchange market and the CD, one, um, uh, one dollar is to, let's say, six, seven. Of course, if I'm importing, the duty that I will pay at the port will go down. Definitely, the, the price will also uh, will be affected. Inflation will, will, will come down. Do not um, plan for pli uh, price reduction. Price reduction is a sequence, a natural sequence. So when um, the, uh, the, the exchange rates have gone down, as we are expecting, and it's stabilized for a longer period, then you see that it trickles down 
on the pricing. Mm. So it's not that uh, when it, it goes up and down and all that, it becomes so confusing. Okay. Uh -huh. So, uh, But the market responds when it should respond. And that there is the uh, president of the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry, Mark Bedu Abwaji, and also you had the president of, of Guta uh, also uh, in that particular clip as well. So what's in this for you? Go to myjournalline.com for details of that analysis and the breakdown of this. Uh, there's another major uh, developing story today, and you had details of that also on, on Top Story in the last uh, uh, few minutes or so. And it has to do with the decision of the Supreme Court today to declare as null and void the, declare, the election, the swearing-in of James Achikwesi in the NDC Member Parliament for Asin North. He cannot... Uh, go to Parliament anymore. That seat has now been declared vacant. And uh, we've been hearing from the opposition, National Democratic Congress, they're holding the view that uh, this matter is far from over. But we know uh, also in the last hour uh, that uh, James Achikwesi himself has issued a statement in which he says he is no longer interested in litigating this matter. He says he leaves the matter to the court of conscience. If you have any view, please share with us. 055-1111-997. Let's stay in the courts because founder of defunct Capital Bank, William Atwesian, has been handed up up until July 4 to liquidate his assets and refund 55 million CDs to the state. Now, Justice Richie Barfour says this is to ensure that Mr. Isian is given a fair chance to secure his freedom. The businessman risks possible jail term as he has breached the terms of an agreement he reached with the state to refund 90 million CDs to the state. He has so far paid 35 million. Uh, legal affairs correspondent Joseph Akable uh, has been following this closely and joins us uh, with details on this via Zoom. Uh, Joseph, we know the court previously indicated renegotiation re was not an option. So what changed today? It was after reviewing a document and Justice Chamber for took the view that uh, Mr. ACN had attached uh, documents showing an agreement that one of his companies, ACN Swiss Investment Holdings, uh, is to enter into with a company and within 90 days they were expecting some $300,000 to come in. Um, I mean, when the convention was now at the rate of 12 cities, we are looking at almost 5 million cities. And so uh, the court said that it just thinks that it should give him some time because once the attorney general moves his application, it will mean that the court will have no choice but to rule on it. And it may now have to proceed to pronounce sentence. And so since it borders on his freedom, just a Richie Bafo said, it gives him the opportunity uh, between now and July 4. In fact, after reading this ruling, he spoke directly to Mr. Atuesian and said that if you care about your freedom, try your best possible to raise the money. I want to do that so that at least if we come back and the application is moved, everyone will know that I was fair to you. Is the AG satisfied with this arrangement? Uh, the AG Alfred Tuayabwa simply pointed out to the court first that the amount of almost 5 million CDs, that is the $300,000 that we are looking at, is nowhere near the 55 million CDs that he has to refund because the AG's view is that uh, per section 35.7 of the court act, uh, once he breached the terms of the agreement, i.e. after paying the 30 million CDs upfront and when he failed to pay the 20 million CDs, which is the first tranche of the three installment of 20 million that he's supposed to pay by April 28, 2023. It meant that the entire amount that was outstanding became due. So he was drawing the court's attention that if he's going to work towards it between now and the said date, he needs to be working towards getting uh, that amount of 55 million cities. Uh, I've made it clear to the court that the amount outstanding is 55 million Ghana cities. And since today, the court, in its own wisdom, has granted the convict up to the end of June. It's our expectation that when we come back in June, that amount must be paid because that amount has become payable in due of the default on the part of the convict. Their thinking will be that they may want to pay the 20 million. But if you look at section 35.7, the language is very simple. If you default in the payment, the astounding amount becomes payable. So we are looking at the amount left with 55 billion Ghana cities being paid on or before the next date. 
of course, we are always at the mercy of the court. We are sticking to the law and we are all servants of the law. And the law says that if a convict defaults, the outstanding sum becomes payable. So we are insisting on that. Yes, looking at the document that he has exhibited, you realize that if you add the first amount that he's expecting, which is about $300,000, it will not be up to 4 million Ghana cities. Maybe now that he's been given a special grace by the court up to the end of June, he'll be able to gather the resources and then pay everything. By looking, looking at what we have in the document, that he has, the agreement that he has with that, that company, written that he cannot pay the 55 million Ghana cities, but maybe he may have other options. And Joseph, let's talk about another case in court today. Uh, the trial of former GFA boss Kwesi Nyantichi. The High Court, I understand, has ruled that investigative journalist Anas Arimaya Anas will testify against the former GFA boss, the Ghana Football Association boss president uh, Kwesi Nyantichi, in open court. And, and Joseph, clarify for me. We know Anas um, always, when he is in, in, in public, will have this trademark mask on. How will the court deal with that? And so the resolution is that uh, when he comes over to the court, he'll be taken uh, to the chambers of the judge where uh, lawyers for Mr. Kusinyantechi and Kusinyantechi himself will look at his face. I, you take off the beads and the mask on his face. You take it off for them to look at his face. Then he wears the mask and then comes back to testify wearing the beads. And that will be done every single time he comes over to the courtroom every single time he has to testify he needs to take off the mask in chambers for his face to be inspected by mr kusinian teaches uh, and his, his lawyers then they come back for the proceedings to take place i mean he is the key witness in this particular matter you remember uh, anasis legal team had indicated that the main witness that was supposed to testify uh, in this particular case was ahmed swali and they had even pointed out that he was actually killed after he had left a meeting with the AG's representative strategizing for this particular case. This is the criminal case filed against Christian Tichy following the number 12 documentary. And so he's supposed to testify as the attorney general's witness. And after Ahmed Swale was killed, um, Anasarimi Anasa stepped in to offer that testimony. So the AG had actually made an application to the court to have him testify in camera. So the courtroom would have been cleared that he would testify. But lawyers for Kusin Yantichi made the case that when Anas made the allegations against Mr. Yantichi, it was done publicly. So they expect him to mount the witness box with his face showing to the public and testifying in this particular matter. The court, they had explained that it is in the interest of justice that an accused person has the opportunity to confront his accuser directly and by face. But the court has said that the compromise that is arriving at is that he had seen videos of Anas granting interviews while having uh, the hat with the beats at the front on it. And so he says that that shows that he's comfortable appearing in public in that manner. But with regard to the question about an accused having a chance to confront his ac accuser, then the option would be that the, in the inspection should be done in chambers. Then he comes into the box and testifies. Uh, Joseph, thank you very much. You're still live here on News Night. It's on Joy 99.7 FM. Shortly, I'll be telling you about the expected increase in electricity tariff by 18.36%. You want to stay with us uh, because we have details of that for you here on News Night. In the meantime, though, we have business. And, and by the way, I know George has been following this an IMF deal for for so long. Now it's been settled. Business has been. Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March thirty first to get a hundred dollars back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting one hundred dollars back and one hundred percent accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Taking the lead in breaking the story, uh, was it last week that you hinted, yeah. all of us, that this was coming and was coming this week? It has happened, and I know you have details of that. And yes, we've heard the businesses speak on to that. And of course, an economist is also warning that that could come with some... Uh,
um, consequences on governments, you know, on uh, the expenditure. And we'll pretty soon hear from economist Lord Mensah also coming up. Consumers of petroleum products deprived of some significant reduction in fuel prices following increase in unified price of petroleum fund and fuel market margins. We've got details of these and many more after this break. Wonderful. When everything worth doing is scheduled, hitting the stop button on your alarm just in time for your morning job. That happy moment listening to your baby's heartbeat at the doctor's office. On a range virtual meeting with that big client. Buy airtime ahead of time with scheduled airtime service on MTN Momo. You can schedule your airtime purchase of any amount daily, weekly, or monthly by dialing star 170 hash option 3 and follow the process. Or simply dial star 170 star 311 hash for a superb airtime purchase experience. You enjoy 100% bonus airtime anytime you recharge yourself with MTN Momo. Keep on talking with that 100% feeling. So, what are we doing today? MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks, and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 14 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osuakwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community One, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase K and USD campus. You'll see Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 764101 764209 or 762792 visit our website www.kingdomgh.com perspectives, CEO performance strategies, strategic insights on the latest business trends through CEO masterclasses, plenaries, keynote, expert insights, and CEO peer networking sessions. Register to participate at ghanaceosummit.com. For inquiries, call 0546-391970 or 0244-687222. The Ghana CEO Summit and Expo is powered by Ghana CEO Network in partnership with Deloitte, Ministry of Public Enterprises, GIPC, Siga and the Multimedia Group. T's and C's apply. The Ghana Chamber of Mines presents the fifth edition of the Ghana Mining and Energy Summit from the 7th to the 9th of June, 2023 at the Accra International Conference Center. The theme for this event is Harnessing Mining and Energy Potential for Sustainable National Development. Join us for three days of thought-provoking discussions with industry experts, top business executives, government officials in and outside Ghana's mining sector. There will be opportunities for B2B meetings, networking, collaboration, an exhibition of products. Come and discover the latest trends in technologies and innovations in mining and energy sector. Register now and be part of this prestigious event. Visit www.ghanaminingsummit.com to register or email info at ghanaminingsummit.com for more details. To the business news on Newsnight brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business, Ghana Pay and Alliance Live. Economist Professor Lord Mensah stated that a board approval by the International Monetary Fund could commence series of action that may see the government being asked to rationalize its expenditure. Speaking to Joy Business, Professor Mensah pointed out that some of government's flagship programs that are heavily subsidized may be affected. 
Another staff level agreement, we propose that we're going to introduce three revenue handles. And that is what we have done. But then the expenditure lines, obviously, I think they're going to restrict government from, you know, spending on certain areas that, you know, they think may not have necessarily a direct impact. So possibly we're looking at maybe finding a way to restructure the free SHS, which is going to reflect in the, in the, in the coming budget. And then also restructure some other capital expenditure areas. Projects that are ongoing, I believe, can go on but new ones may not be, you know, starting up. So these are some of the areas that I'm expecting, you know, the conditions to touch on. Mensa, a while longer on the IMF and the Ghana city has begun gaining more grounds against the U.S. dollar today following the approval of a $3 billion extended credit facility arrangement by the International Monetary Fund for Ghana. The following report has more. According to Bloomberg, the city has become the world's best performer against the dollar over the past six months. It has advanced 33% since November last year, the biggest gain among about 150 currencies, reversing some significant losses. In the retail market, the CD has lost about 8.7% in value to the US dollar since the beginning of the year. This is far better than the interbank market. Checks by Joy Business at the Forex bureaus indicate that the local currency is going 11 cities, 30 pesos to the American greenback. A lecturer at the finance department of the University of Ghana, Dr. Lodina Amwa, has indicated that a lot more measures are needed in rebuilding confidence in the financial sector. According to her, banks must seek alternative sources of investments rather than investing solely in government securities. She was speaking at a webinar on sustaining confidence in the financial sector organized by the Chartered Institute of Banks. Even though the, the banking sector is, is mostly the dominant investor in government of Ghana securities because of regulatory issues and also because of market dynamics, there's still the room for us to now rethink how do we proceed going forward? Are we going to be putting so much of the money into government securities? What are the options? And rather look at increasing the loan to deposit ratio, whereas we push a lot of the capital to the real sector in order to be able to drive development. I believe that whereas we can see some form of rebound within the financial sector based on the Q1 results, there's still a lot more that needs to be done in order to be able to uh, bring up the confidence in the financial sector to the level that can drive development and sustainable growth within the economy. Dr. Lodina Moa is a senior lecturer at the finance department of the University of Ghana. Consumers of petroleum products have been deprived of some significant reduction in fuel prices at the pumps from today. That's according to some oil marketing companies that Joy Business um, has engaged following the reduction in prices of some petroleum products. There is more in the following Business Desk report. The National Petroleum Authority in a letter dated May 15, 2023, directed the various players in the industry to increase unified price petroleum fund and fuel market margins on the various petroleum products. The development resulted in consumers now paying 75 pesos per litre on every petroleum purchased as unified petroleum price fund. This represents an increase of 28 pesos over the previous margin paid. Diesel also went up by a similar margin. Fuel marketing margin has also gone up by 5 pesos per litre. For the various price of petroleum products and consumers will also be paying 9 pesos on every litre purchased. Some of the oil marketing companies have also reduced price at the pumps, but there are fears that it could affect price at the next review at the end of this month. Some industry players have raised concerns about the commitment to reduce price of petroleum products following this move by the National Petroleum Authority. Desk report. Now, Ghanaian manufacturers and industry captains for the first time will be hosting other African counterparts for this year's ProPak conference and exhibition in Accra. The event, which provides a platform for market expansion and avenue for sharing ideas among industry players, will also support activities of smaller businesses across the continent. Here is Regional Director for West Africa, George Pearson. 
Probe Ghana really, uh, it's, it's, it's a number of things. One, you are bringing in international technology partners. So it's not just the, the big companies looking for the multinationals. You know, we have a range of solutions and products from companies that will be providing lines for um, cutting mango, for lines for uh, making mango pulp or pineapple pulp, right through to the SMEs that are looking for you know, good quality but affordable, sustainable packaging. And that's your business on Newsnight with me, Pius. Could you back up back to you, Evans? Pius, thank yeah. you very much uh, for the details on the world of business. And by the way, um, I will be giving you details shortly of the latest adjustment in electricity tariffs. Stay with us. Ever visited a shop, picked a whole basket of provisions, toiletries and very essential things you need, battled a long queue to finally pay only to be told... <laughs> can't pay to a merchant number. The way that thing they pay, eh? But with Vodafone Cash, there is no problem. Now, on Vodafone Cash, you can pay all merchants on all networks. Easy peasy. And you straight. And you direct. And you sharp. From your Vodafone Cash wallet to any merchant number on other networks. So, whether you are buying provisions or fuel, medication or food, whatever the service or need, just pay conveniently from Vodafone Cash to any merchant number. Simply dial star 110 hash to make payment to merchants on other networks today. Vodafone. Wouldn't you prefer an apartment hotel? One that offers the utmost convenience of a boutique hotel while offering the idyllic comfort of your own private home. Oasis Park Residences offers luxury studios, one, two, and three bedrooms, both for short and long-term rental at competitive rates. A sky swimming pool, gourmet outdoor restaurant, and a fully equipped gym rest on a breathtaking rooftop with panoramic views of the city. Oasis Park Residences, located at Shiashi Tetekwashi, 10 minutes from the international airport, is the ideal place for all your accommodation needs. Why don't you give us a call on 020-4343-009 or visit our website at oasisparkresidences.com to make your reservations. Oasis Park Residences, more than a home. is Nanama McBrown. Many people think I get what I want anytime because I am popular. <laughs> no, that is not true. It is because me and Kasano, I like the best and when I find it, I stick to it. I have found Bell Pack Tea Roll and I'm stuck with it. It is soft but not weak, strong but not hard. It is just perfect. Bell Pack Tea Roll is smooth and gentle on the skin. Same as Bell Pack Kitchen Towel. It cleans in one wipe. You can soak, squeeze, and clean again. One Bell Pack Kitchen Towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to Bell Pack today and experience the perfect paper tissue. Sayer pocket tissue, table napkins, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell Pack is simply the best. Bell Pack, just perfect. To be a Bell Pack distributor, call 055 Another quality product from Bell Aqua. And you're live here on News Night. It's on Joy 99.7 FM. Shortly, we'll be crossing over to our Champions League coverage, that game between Man City and Real Madrid. But in the meantime, today, the Public Utilities Regulatory Commission has announced an increase in electricity tariffs by as much as 18.36%. Already, the Association of Ghana Industries, AGI, is asking the PURC to reconsider that approval. Uh, listen to the Greater Accra Chairman of the Association, Chonam Akbalu. The periodic and the quarterly review of the utility tariff, that exercise generally welcome because it has been part of something we discussed and so we are fully aware of the, the review. But it's important to say that the last review they did, which witnessed a significant increase in utility tariff, has affected industry significantly, negatively and significantly, so much so that we've been engaging them, actually get them to review. So this particular announcement can only be unfortunate because while we are fighting and asking them to consider to review 
the utility tariff in a way that would get industry to, to be able to pay less, they are rather increasing it. And it's almost as though it's almost as though the the, the utility tariff commission is not is not taking industry very seriously because if you look at the reason they are citing, they are talking about the exchange rate, the the US, the, the the dollar and the CDS rate fluctuating, which is true. But how should that be a reason why you are going to continue to increase the utility tariff? Our view is that we cannot continue to, to be a victim of of all of this. And that, by the way, is the uh, reaction from the AGI. What about you? Many of you on the streets have been talking to us about the latest increase in electricity tariffs. Inflation of the cities and the dollars, and they are coming to add things like that. It's not making things easy. Because when they are coming with the Momo, the Ilevi and everything, it's making us angry because like we are not in our, our country we are like tenants and the country is belonging to other people i don't know i don't know i'm really fed up of this country they have been crazy they have been crazy but what uh, we are pleading for government to do is they should look into it and see if the poor masses can afford to pay that's what we are pleading for they should look into it if the poor people can uh, be able to afford the, the price it's affecting my business because you can see how the increment goes now you know it's giving me i don't have like because i don't have money to buy and it's affecting my business but well we've been hearing from the public utilities regulatory commission uh, let's listen to the director of research and corporate affairs there dr erica Bute, who has been justifying the increase saying it is to avert doom so quarterly reviews that we do are based on four key factors which we always talk about one being the fuel price the other one being the exchange rate variation and another one being inflation and the generation mix between thermal and the hydro. Now, if we take the exchange rate, for instance, the exchange rate variation between the time we built the tariff last quarter and this quarter, the percentage increase is 20.58%. Last time round, we used an exchange rate of 10.54 CDs to the dollar. This time round, the projected exchange rate is 12.71 CDs to the dollar. The weighted average cost of gas, which we call the workforce, has also shot up. These two factors alone have necessitated an increase, however small it may be. Now, the previous time, we did not take full account of the exchange rate variation. We applied 75% of the exchange rate variation. So we had a 25% under recovery of the exchange rate. And the 18.36% that we came up with is not the full tariff that we came up with. Knowing pretty well that the economic situation is good for everyone. If we had wanted to apply the full 100% recovery of the tariff, the tariff would have gone up more than 18.36%. And that is a PURC's view on the increases. Listen, it's time now uh, to join the Lats and to bring you the Champions League special between Man City and Real Madrid. This indeed is a time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.